What's up, everybody? So I want to let you know that the Alpha Brain Golden Ticket Sweepstakes are still going on. And that's just a rad opportunity not only to stock up on your Alpha Brain or give Alpha Brain a try. Because if you haven't tried Alpha Brain, it's definitely one of those tools that's different than any stimulant you've had and gets your brain firing in an absolutely different way. And that's what our clinical research has shown, and that's what everybody who's tried it. You know, we've sold over a million bottles of Alpha Brain, and the results are in. It works. It's awesome. So this is a great opportunity, though, because if you get the Golden Ticket Sweepstakes, everybody is a winner, and there's a bunch of cool shit that we're giving away, from kettlebell sets to different other products, to discounts. Every single person is going to be a winner if you go to the golden ticket sweepstakes so check it out on it.com slash golden ticket and then enter the code and fill in the entry form there's going to be a grand prize for one of you which is going to be a trip out here to austin and on hq so you'll be able to come hang at the hq and do all the awesome on it things so definitely check it out go to on it.com slash golden dash ticket and get your 30 count or 90 count bottle of alpha brain Yo, yo, what's going on, my friends? So here we are today with my man, Corey Allen, and we had the I think it was the pleasure for you, but I don't know if it was the pleasure for me throughout the whole trip, but the incredible value of the experience of sharing that ayahuasca journey down there in, uh, in Peru with Gandalf himself. And Corey's here to blow your fucking mind with some stories, really. You know, I already laid mine out there, and that was like, that was like the junior varsity. You know? I tell those stories to Corey, and he goes, oh, that was a really cute experience. That's, that's sweet. <laughs> No all, oh, all, no, all experiences, all stories are valid. Yes. You know, it's we know, we know. We're just layers, kidding. Man. But man, welcome, man. I haven't Thank got you. to see you really since uh, since we got back from Peru. And and I see you're looking great. I was just commenting on that. You're looking fit. Thanks. Looking good to go. And and then we figured out the reason why. Yeah, that's right. I started eating meat after seven years. Oh shit! You see that? You go down, you do ayahuasca. You think, oh, I'm gonna come back all conscious vegetarian. No, this motherfucker went down a vegetarian and he came back eating barbecue for breakfast twice. and steak two twice, days in a row. two days in a row, yeah. and steak for dinner. All right. So don't give me any of this shit about oh, you're gonna turn into a vegan now. No, ayahuasca tells you some real shit. Yeah. Sometimes, right? It had the opposite effect on me, man. <laughs> shit, you know, but like, and it. You know, the, the, the idea that people think that, you know, you're going to go down there and become a vegetarian or whatnot, that's like, if they, if people think or say that, they're really truly missing the point of, you know, uh, of the entire thing. Because mm-hmm. something like that is such a, like, a skin deep, just insignificant part of of the packaging. That's a, that's a like, the, the, the shallowest layer of a, of a person's individuality, you know. I agree. Whenever in truth, the um, entire personality can could be considered irrelevant you know in the big picture by some some of those people would be a person that's in this chair Corey, when you when you make love to someone do you just go straight in <laughs> or do you flirt a little bit do you like do you like make out with them because every, when every time we have this podcast you just go straight in i mean you go into the anal of consciousness yeah. <laughs> like right off the bat i mean you don't even warm anything up well, here's we gotta, okay. gotta ease these people in you know a we're pinky, talking about vegetarian put a, put a pinky in yeah first. you know relax kiss the neck you know Whoa. blow in the ear i don't know whatever your move is well, here's the way it's like i look we have an infinite amount of time and to me that's also the the balance that is having 
no time. So there's no time like now, man. Yeah, Just no get time going. Like now. I, I don't want to. I don't want to kill these people with small talk, man. <laughs> but I do want to hear man. what was so. We're down there doing ayahuasca. What was the specific realization that that allowed you to think? You know what? It's cool. I'm gonna have some meat. Well, I think that during one of my my peak ceremonies, uh, we'll call them peak, as in like the the, the highest, deepest, and most rich and uh, full of information. Uh, I was shown that the, the structure of of how everything in the in the cosmos is connected. It showed me the source of the universe. You know, which um, you know, talk about hopping right into it. That's you know, that's one of the the greatest truths and, and bits of information I was given was showing me the source from which all things flow, you know, which what that looked like was just billions of tiny neon mandalas. Like if the entire sky was was nothing but but neon mandalas. Like if you like think about the matrix but multi-layered and multicolored and flowing in every direction as far as you I could see, complete blackness around you in every XYZ axis, you know, except for the sky. And it was just flowing like this river and it was all bits of code, you know, and it it showed me and told me how that each individual, each living thing has got a piece of this mandala code inside of them. And that code is made out of- Now, a piece of this code or are they entirely comprised of this code? There's like a, um, a line of code inside of them, uh-huh. right? And um, that their their body is, is like a container. It's like they're like a, a driver, which is unaware that they have a passenger in most cases. Most people live their entire lives without knowing that they have this code of the cosmos inside of them. And what that source is comprised of is pure energy and love. And love, not in the sense of the way, like, I love Chinese food and I love that couch, but it's 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 a... a a, a word, a symbol with our mouth we've applied to a phenomenon which transcends our ability to to put real language and words on it. It's the feeling, that energy of, of, mm-hmm. of that we're talking about when we say love, that magnetic thing that kicks in inside of us. It's that, you know? And uh, it showed me how that those pieces of code have been going on for aeons and that whenever somebody, a, a human, an animal, a, a plant, you know, any of those things are, are living, that... Um, a piece of this code is issued to them from the source. They live their life, and that, through the act of living, they help perfect that code. And when they drop their body or their container is 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 uh, gone, the code returns to the source and is issued into another container. And it said so that's why you'll meet some people who seem incredibly wise and incredibly well aged whenever they're in their early 30s or early 20s or something and you'll see meet some people in their 40s which seem like babies you know it's because it's this new fresh code right Mm -hmm. um well not new to new to them not new to us per se um so you know in that that did a lot of things that not not that i had any i'd you think (laughs) you think that did a lot of things i would hope so a couple of bells (laughs) that was interesting now back to fucking world of warcraft let's let's just keep this going no change of shit um now, you know, and a lot of things, of course, but, you know, one of the things is that, you know, I'd, I'd worked and dealt with the idea of death a lot over the last decade or 15 years, but um, I had no problem with it. I actually kind of look forward to it because I'm just excited about the idea of it. You know, not like I'm going to go, I, I'm not actively seeking it, but I'm okay with the idea because I know it's another layer to the, you know, the fabric of the cosmos. And I'm excited to see what that layer is. And I have no fear about the idea of me, like if you're in a plane and you look down and you see a city and you think about yourself not being around anymore, you'd be, 
you'd be pretty hard to go, that's not going to work without me. You know, yeah, it's like, it's yeah. all going to be fine without you. I remember, you, you do know? you remember that moment where you realized your own mortality? Yeah. I remember mine oh, very sure. clearly. Yeah. I was sitting in a hotel room in New York and I was looking down at all the taxi cabs and I, I came to term with, with the fact that I was going to die. And I just kept looking and the only comfort I had was like, well, I guess everybody's going to die. But it was still like this really melancholy kind of mm-hmm. sad thought that, I was going to die and everybody was going to die. Everybody I knew was going to die. Really kind of weird thing that everybody has to cross at a certain point. And then hopefully through some of these journeys or whatever practice you have, transcend those fears that are a bit juvenile in nature. Totally. And I look at it also as like, I have the same feeling as like, holy, holy shit, man. Everyone was born. Everyone had to be born. <laughs> holy fuck. What a heroin experience that was. <laughs> um, so, you know, after, you know, it really just that, that last bit of like safety net I had in my brain about the idea of death. It was like, you already, you know, on an intellectual level had sorted it out and were comfortable with it. But on a heart level here it's all fine this thing is this recycling perpetually generating process that's perfect mm-hmm. you know and and uh i'm leaving out a bit of details here but I also realized that plants were psychic during this experience you know and so seeing that it really You'll have to explain that uh, uh, at some okay, point but okay. let's continue with the thread um footnote everybody so plants, footnote, are plants are psychic we'll get back <laughs> to that, that in your pocket so um you know it, it i really started like um came to terms with the idea that it's this this giant perfect system right mm-hmm. and that um i used to have you know my compassion was directed so much more at the individual and i th- would almost have an anxiety about people whenever i could feel that they were feeling a certain way i could feel their uncomfortableness their sadness their like their hopelessness or any of that it would i would almost have a obsessive compulsive urge to try and help with that and and you know give my energy towards them to make them feel more comfortable and and so forth and um that really was lifted because whenever i saw that um that system it made me see everything on a layer above the individual Mm -hmm. it made me see how it's this giant source that's feeding into everyone like there's there's a a string going as a little marionette show a string going into everyone and i became more interested in and honoring and a marionette and, show that maintains free will right making it, right right making it you, well, much can, more differently that's a that's a whole another podcast i think we can choose our choices i think is that's what free what will else is. is free will choosing yeah, your choices I think that's what, so um you know in that so I mean, we could go on that forever but in that whenever i i came back from peru um the idea that 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 repulsion I had to eating meat. And it wasn't like I didn't want to eat meat. It was something that just slowly over time, the more I thought about it, the mm-hmm. more it got to where I was like, hmm, I can't like, I would try and put it in my mouth and make me feel nauseous. It wasn't like one day I decided I'm going to be a vegetarian. I just started eating it and, or, you know, like slowly kind of phased it out. And then one day I just stopped and was like, all right, well, fuck it. But whenever I got back, that, that feeling, that block was gone, that wall, you know, was gone. And so I was like, all right, well, Let's try some fish. So that's the long <laughs> that's the long road to, to becoming not a vegetarian. Yeah, yeah for sure. Go. First, go back to the source code of the universe, and then <laughs> and then maybe you can enjoy a steak. I, no, I, recommend, I recommend that for everyone, regardless, <laughs> regardless of your regardless desired of, result. Yeah, yeah. No, that's really interesting what you say, and you know, it, it, the way that you saw it confirms a lot of other things that I've seen in a lot of other traditions where. You know, they basically talk about that universal force. They don't usually use it in the term of code, mm-hmm. but they'll say, you know, source. And there's a piece of source. Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's that piece of source or piece of God, which is a really 
challenging word. People freak out when you oh, say yeah. God. But so you say source. So a piece of source in all of us that's all the same, always connected, but all the same our own. And that's that, you know, dichotomy that, that always exists. What is in, you know, as above, so below. What is inside, so without. You know, that kind of concept. And cool that you're able to actually see it visually represent, represented. Like yeah. These little... And that was one of the ones Mandalas. where that was, that was one of the ones where I was sitting in kind of um, a slumped over lotus posture, uh-huh. and I was just to my you know seeing all this. I was muttering to myself under my breath. I was just going, "What the fuck? What the <laughs> fuck?" I was like, "Oh my god, are you kidding me? Holy shit!" Just like looking at that, just and then I kept giggling because I it was so um, utterly mind blowing. I was like, "How is this even possible that?" You know that I'm. I could see this. You know, how's it impossible? But there, it, there it was. There yeah. it was. And then, so realizing that you know somehow that we're these we're these vessels, and this perfect process exists, partaking in the vessel of another, you know, kind of code vehicle, seemed to no longer be right. Issue, right? right. It's like that, that's going to be okay. That's like a that's a container for the you know yeah what the what really matters is the code right. which you can't eat right right <laughs> you're not exactly. gonna eat that unless yeah. you're the highlander and yeah. you're absorbing cow <laughs> wendigo <laughs> if you're eating code you're doing some brujeria man <laughs> you're going we're going way too deep yeah. you're eating eating anybody's code <laughs> like pac-man style serial killer serial code eater <laughs> no no good um right on so let's let's back it up a little bit you've never done ayahuasca right. before right right and I invite you on this crazy journey to Gandalf. You immediately are like, yeah, yeah man. of course, yeah, let's man. Fucking, would, let's do this. Why would anyone say no? So, so lead us through kind of the experience, like as far as some expectations and then through some of the, some of the journeys. Let's tell some stories. Sure, sure. So, uh, I mean, I, I, after you asked me to go, I was super pumped, ready to do it, and um, was happy to, to jump in there. And, um, you know, I, I didn't really have any anxiety about it, you know, or, or worry about the whole thing. Um, mainly, I just had to think through the, the process of, of, of getting there. You know, mm-hmm. that was my main thing is, okay, take a flight to, you know, to Peru, which is no big deal. But then the, you know, taking an a, a internal Peruvian flight to another city yeah. and then taking a bus to a river and taking a boat you know, down to into the middle of the jungle. Uh-huh. Um, just it took a, a couple of, you know, like a couple of days of processing. And I was yeah. like, okay, once I thought through it, I was like, oh, man, this is easy. And what I usually think with travel, and it may be helpful for anyone that has like, um, issues with travel, like if they're going somewhere crazy, like you know, like um, Bangkok or something, where they're like, "Oh my God, how am I going to get around?" Think about how many like hundreds of thousands of people do that every day. You know, like it's fine. Yeah. You'll, be, you'll be, it's all good. So anyway, um, got there and was was uh, super pumped and happy to meet to meet uh, Don Howard. He's what can I say, man? You know, what can I say? He's um, quite a amazing spirit. Yeah. Um, among among many other things, quite a a, um, from what I learned, he's a master of masters, mm-hmm. you know, well said. And, um, so, you know, it was great. I think the second day was when we did our first ceremony, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cause so we, it was great. That we was got at the, the first, yeah. We not a lot of time. Right not a lot of time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. First <laughs> night we're shredding leaves and, yep, yep. and pounding out ayahuasca vines. Oh, which, yes, which a good, uh, a nice tidbit is. Well, the first first day when we got there, I think we went to the ayahuasca kitchen and helped uh, Don Robert mm-hmm. uh, make some make some of the ayahuasca that we would have later. 
and uh, we each uh, we each went up to set an intention. <laughs> we were each given a, a piece of plant. You know, um, I I feel like Howard was giving us in particular ones. You know, mm-hmm. for the specific person, he gave me the bovinsana plant. You know, of course, and uh, and bovinsana is like a hard opening, very friendly, yeah, kind of kind of like the love plant. Totally, you know? yeah. totally. So. Uh, Went up there to the pot and was looking at it. And this is the first poltergeist thing that happened to me, you know. And as, as a quick pause and a quick aside, like, is my personality is I'm, I'm 50 percent. I said 50. I'm, <laughs> I'm 50 percent, you know, scientific materialist. 50, I'm 50 percent scientific materialist, dog. <laughs> but this this is a good uh, ramp up to what I'm about yeah. to say. <laughs> uh, I'm wearing Stan Smiths, man. I can't I can't not say it. Anyway, a fifty percent scientific materialist and fifty percent new age spiritualist. That's you know I'm I believe everything in a matter of percentages, not in that. Five percent of people understood that, right? <laughs> and I'm on the ninety five. A, a, a so. non Aristotelian thought process. Right. It is not A or B. It is A and B in a ratio in between those things. Mm-hmm. And I look at all cosmic matters or you know things of supernatural even or extraterrestrial in that way. Um, I don't believe them hard, but I don't disbelieve them. You know. Right. Um, I think that my instrument, my nervous system is a flimsy little, you know, broken old TV antenna that can only pick up a very tiny bit of the frequency that's going on in this universe, which that was, I was given a a larger antenna (laughs) while we were in Peru. Uh So uh, anyway, um, so I I just came to everything with an open mind and open heart, you know, and uh, so I take my plant matter and I go up to the, the, uh, the boiling pot and we're supposed to set an intention and, and I looked at it and you know, breathe a little bit, breathe in some energy, breathe it towards the pot and, and, uh, put my, my plant in. And my intention was, you know, let me, um, spread as much love as possible, you know, to, to the cosmos, not just to people, but to the, some, some sort of bigger picture, you know? And, uh, I looked at the pot and as I was looking at the bubbling, uh, water, I felt like a voice like Marcellus Wallace from Pulp Fiction. That was what it sounded like. And it was like as if the pot was talking to me, and in my head I heard him go, "We bad motherfucker, and we're gonna do this smooth like." <laughs> Which then became the theme. That became of the theme. Yeah. The theme of the ayahuasca trip. <laughs> but the cool thing about that is, apart from it just being funny, is that it really was where it was like, as I said, the first poltergeist moment where I was like, "Oh wait a second, I just heard a, someone else's voice inside my head, and it looked like it was coming out of this pot." And I'm stone cold sober you know so okay so i was like all right well things are gonna get weird (laughs) i was excited i was like great yeah um so you know uh, my expectations were like basically i thought you know so many people have done this your mom has done it you know Mm um so it's i thought you know let's let's go with it and it's it's gonna be all good you know and so um it was it was fun going into the Maloka, the ceremonial Maloka, where I was a little, you know, I was on time. You know, I'm always, I'm never late. I'm just on time. So <laughs> I go in, I'm on time, you know, and uh, everyone's sitting around, you know, you sit in these, these one larger circle, everyone's on their mat. And then within that, there's a smaller circle and everyone's on their mat. And then there's a, you know, ceremonial table at the, at the head of the room. 
So whenever I walked in, there was just candles lit. Of course, they, they cut the power off, and you're in the middle of the jungle, so it's complete darkness. Everyone's wearing white and sitting in the circles in lotus posture. <laughs> and I thought, oh, great. <laughs> what the hell yeah. did I get myself into? Uh, yeah. So when does the orgy or the suicide begin? <laughs> you know, I'm, whatever. So that was fun. But, you know, sit down and... Um, you know, one of the most fascinating parts of it to me is that it's so highly ritualized, you know, and the space is highly ritualized. The process is so highly ritualized. Everything in the space is incredibly ritualized. It really, you you, you have to see it. You got to be there and you, mm-hmm. to feel it's the mothership, you know. And I, I had one night where I was sitting there looking up and I was thinking, if you can't do it here, man, you can't do it anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <Yeah. laughs> so uh, especially with Howard and Don Robert, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, you know, one of the most interesting things to me that continued to to blow my mind was was Howard, you know, what, who you're calling Gandalf, his ability to, he, he would go around to everyone and, and put Agua de Florida on your heart and on your forehead, you know, on your heart chakra and third eye before each ceremony, he would say something to you. And it never ceased to amaze me every time before every ceremony, what he said to me. And I could hear him saying things to other people the the ability he had to say the perfect thing mm-hmm. and to know exactly i guess the the, the almost the scaffolding you needed to to be able to you know some deep intuitive intelligence yeah. where he's like i don't know why I'm, you can even ask him like, yep. i don't really know what i'm going to say it just I have an idea and I just go with it. It's almost as if it's being channeled. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, the first ceremony that I did, you know, I was really, my main um, goal was looking for confirmations, you know, uh, and confirmation of in my life throughout, you know, a lot of different psychedelic experience and, and, you know, over a decade of meditation, I felt in tune with what I thought was the source already, you know, before this. I could close my eyes and see flickers of, what I thought would be something like ayahuasca consciousness. I could feel energies and things moving inside my heart towards other people. I could direct those things, you know? And um, I wanted to know if, you know, one of the, the things, this this type of thing gets so slippery, you know, the 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 mastering of the ego and, and the moving of energies because you can start thinking that you're moving energy and you're getting in touch with the source, but really that can be the highest level of ego because you're really, you know, subjectively thinking that, but then you're believing in your own belief that you're actually doing these things whenever really you're just, you know, um, in a fantasy world essentially. Mm-hmm. And I wanted mm-hmm. to see like, am I really feeling these things? And do, is my heart as open and, you know, open to other people and, and, and whatnot as I, as I think. So Howard comes over to me and we hadn't really talked much like you know it's day two and uh he comes over to me and and pats me on the heart and looks at me in the eye with this amazing deep deep look and goes i see you brother i see you and i was like all right and he taps me on the chest and he goes you have a beautiful heart and i was like okay well (laughs) he just scanned my brain i guess (laughs) or spirit more, more likely so um i mean you know the the ritual of him calling everyone up one by one you've probably covered this somewhere somewhere before in there and that you know they 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 give you what they think you need for that ceremony mm-hmm. i approached um was just you know my my heart was was not racing but it was definitely you know blood was pumping mind was nice and awake went and drank and i actually thought the ayahuasca tasted quite nice it tasted kind of like um kind of like cold 
this doesn't sound nice cold coffee <laughs> but uh, it tasted sort of like like bitter coffee but i like scotch and cold coffee and stuff like that or uh, iced coffee bitter yeah. coffee the first the first time is the best <clears throat> it'll ever taste absolutely absolutely <laughs> you know, that's a, yeah it, well, that's i described it as like definitely true I, I described it to my brother as like like you can drink let's say you drink don julio you know 1942 one night and you, you it's amazing mm -hmm. but you drink like you know i don't know half a bottle and you puke your guts up and then two nights later, someone's like, hey, drink another half a bottle in 1942. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, okay. And you drink it and you finish the bottle and then you puke your guts up. And then the next night, someone's like, hey, have another half a bottle of tequila. And you're like, oh, God, no. And no matter what it tastes like, man, yeah, yeah, yeah. if it's the impetus for you puking your guts up, you're yeah. not going to like it. So Indeed. anyway, so I, I drank it, went and sat down, didn't even wash my mouth out. And, um, you know, I, I started feeling after 10, 20 minutes, uh, the gravity ch shifting and that kind of psychedelic, you know, force coming and and uh, I felt comfortable with it, felt good, and and then they started blowing the candles out, ceremonial one by one, you know, and mm -hmm. each one of those. And when there was one candle left, I started going, hmm, that little light is like that's my basis for like time and space, <laughs> you know. Uh oh, yeah. <laughs> what happens when they blow that one out? Exactly. Yeah. So they did, and uh, you know. Um, I felt the the ascension take place slowly and steadily, and um, you know it was great. I mean, I, I felt uh, I felt warm. It felt welcomed. It felt very natural to me, very like just homey and like comfortable. Mm -hmm. And started getting a lot of interesting uh, visions there. And and I guess it's so hard to describe what the visions are like unless you've actually done it. I mean, I've, I'd read a ton of things about it before, and like you can't really know it, but. I suppose it's like, I mean, they say it's like lucid dreaming, you know, I guess it's like that, um, sort of, you know, but sort it's of. like, it's like seeing a, I feel like lucid dreaming though. You're like generally confined to constructs that your conscious mind yeah. can think of, you know? Yeah. But this Whereas is the like shit a, you see there. You're like, Whoa, I think it's a never the, ending floating mass of snakes and feathers and light and energy and <laughs> mandalas. So I, I, did, I didn't see I that one. But. Fucking, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I saw that one a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a doorway. Like it opens your your mind to this other dimension. Yeah. But you know, you're still. I was still very aware that I was where I was as far as being in a room. Sure. Like you know, in your in my visions, like I could open my eyes and see, even though it's pitch black, you know. But uh, if there was a little flickers of light here or there, like I could see, they would kind of like mix with my normal vision. Sometimes mm -hmm. it would sure. mingle, you know. So I got a lot of of uh, you know interesting visions, and um, that first night. And one of the things that happened, the most, I guess, uh, relevant thing was that I felt like if there was like a softball in the middle of my chest, it just like, and that was my heart chakra, it like expanded like two or three inches, like it ripped open and I could feel like energy in there. And all the things I saw were what I had been seeing, you know, before I came there, but just in a much more intense level. And so I thought, wow, okay, I can feel my heart. I felt it open, you know, and I could see those things that I was that I was um, seeing, but just on a much deeper level. So I thought, cool, there's my confirmation, essentially. Now, oh, and also the nausea, of course, fighting with that. That was um, pretty pretty challenging. It's like if you drank a whole bunch of alcohol and then you're like throwing up at four in the morning and you're like, like oh, God, and you're hanging on, but you're like, why the fuck did I drink so much? I'm such an <laughs> yeah, idiot. Yeah. I did have that thought of like, why did I drink so much? I was because I'm such an <laughs> idiot. Oh, God, what am I doing? Uh -huh. But then that passed, you know, um, with the, you know, the, the Icarus 
it would almost feel like someone turned on a ceiling fan, you know, like blow some of that nausea away, or it would make it come up. You know, there's yeah, a couple sure. times they would move it around, jam into, start jamming out Igros, and I was like, well, there's the my vomit just took the elevator <laughs> to the top floor. <clears throat> so the um, you know, well, well the. Uh, second experience however so let me let me start <laughs> let me let me tell the second experience please. from my vantage please, point please. so i get through and i already told this story a little bit but it was like this deeply introspective kind of soulful eye-opening journey where i was looking at you know some of my my deepest shadows and knowing that i had to confront them later and but i was just kind of on the hunt and just very kind of soulful almost almost had a melancholy like here i am on the hunt that i didn't even know i have to chase this giant shadow down so i grab my flute and i'm still kind of in the medicine and i and i go up to the to the sky deck all by myself in the dark and the stars are there and i start you know playing a soulful tune to and, each and keep in mind that the star deck <laughs> the star deck is like in the it's not, it's in the jungle it's like it exceeds the limits of the property yeah right? yeah okay. yeah so, yeah, so it's important. like far, it's like far away from everybody and I'm just like playing my most soulful, soulful tunes on my Native American flute. And <laughs> then I hear, I hear someone from down, from down underneath the hill going, Prongi, Prongi. And Prongi's this, this other musician that we had with us. I was like, what the hell is that? And to your credit, he's Brazilian. <laughs> he's Brazilian, yeah. He's Brazilian. So I was like, they can't confuse me for him because I suck and he's really good. But I was like, all right, maybe, I'll, maybe, maybe he is calling for me. So I look down there and there's Corey just barefoot and I could just see your eyes glowing like a wild animal that you see startled in the brush. I was like, whoa, he's got a, he's got the crazy look in his eyes. <laughs> and then uh, <clears throat> and he's like, hey, oh, Aubrey, oh. He's like, oh, do you have a light? And I happen to have a flashlight. So I was like, yeah, yeah, I got a light. It's like, okay. It's like, I want to come up. So, so I shine the light on him. And there was two ways to approach the sky deck. One is up this giant hill which is like at such a savage incline like only a ridiculous wild animal would try to climb that and then there's this kind of winding walkway that goes up but Corey just goes straight for the star deck right so i see him he gets down on all fours nails digging into the dirt like feet like claws just pawing it like clumps of grass like getting thrown <laughs> strewn about just this, yeah. wa- this is full werewolf mode climbing up to the top of the star deck and you get up and you're like you're like buzzed you're like you're like someone hit you with like a lightning bolt yeah. it's like vibrating <laughs> and i was like whoa <laughs> holy shit an alien boarded my ship <laughs> yeah, exactly and you start telling me some of the story about first oh the flute was amazing i had to come fight it and then but check this out yeah. And so that's how I heard this first story that you're about to hear. <laughs> that was the setting for which well, This time, so this is just like a Tarantino movie. Now we've, this is the end, and we'll come back to the mm-hmm. beginning. So uh, I'll tell this with uh, 2% of the enthusiasm that I told you <laughs> at that time. I was we were saying, we were joking about me being like Doc from Back to the Future. We would I was have like, to party. Yeah. I went to the future. <laughs> totally we need fuel uh all right so basically you know that second ceremony i went in and i was in the zone you know like i felt so good i felt ready because now you know i tested the water i'd felt like it was like what it was like to experience it i was ready i was ready to go deep and went in there and i don't even know this isn't it's not my personality you know but i go in there to to you know i'm on time again and everyone's already in there 
I walk over. I like Parangi, our friend we talked about. He st- I walked over and he just stood up like as I walked by and like looked at me. And I gave him a hug and kissed him on the side of the face, which I mean, I'm a hug. I'm happy to hug people, but I'm not a you know, type that goes around just kissing people on the side <laughs> of the face. And he was, ha- of course, he's a sweetie. So he was like, oh, thanks. You know, he was yeah, happy yeah. to receive that. Um, I went over to Olivia, your little sister, uh-huh. and uh, kind of pa- or gave her a kiss on top of the head and said like, for, again, I don't know why, but I said, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> and then I went and sat down and, you know, um, I just felt so like in the zone. Like it was top meditations, like Zen mode. Mm-hmm. I was just dialed in. So I'm sitting there, I'm just ready. I'm full of energy, just already just vibrating. I was like, I want a giant cup, you know, <laughs> and they call me up. I go up there and this time, instead of kind of it's kind of scooting my little feet up to the altar, you know. This time I sw- you know, I'm swaggering it up there, man. It's like Miles Davis walking out into Carnegie Hall, man. I'm just ready, you know. I go out there yeah. and uh, they give me the cup, and I just feel this the the highest level of meditative energy, you know, the highest zone I can get. I felt I was in there, and whenever I get to that zone, I kind of like, I'll you know, happen with playing music too, where I'll kind of almost be looking out into space or something, but I can start seeing through the. I, start, I, st- I guess I stop using my eyes, per se, and start sure. tuning right into the head. I got that instantly when I walked up there. I downed the cup and uh, looked at their eyes, you know, Howard and Don Rober, and enjoyed the reflection. <laughs> they, they, they looked pleased mm-hmm. with my state of mind. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I go, I sit down, I start breathing, you know, and uh, Howard comes over and... Uh, you know, gives us the the agua de Florida and the little the the saying beforehand. And this time, puts his hand on my shoulder and gives me this 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 kind of shiny eyed look and just goes Corey, and then walks off. <laughs> <laughs> Enough I was, said. I guess he must feel the the juice flowing. Yeah. You know, so not not twenty minutes probably into into the the uh, the ceremony. I feel like a meteor just hit me in the chest, just bang, right? And it was my heart chakra just like ripping open and just blue light just exploded on my chest. And the area around that felt like, it was like a crater that was like smoking and searing with like red, you know, like comet uh, magma or something, you know? And it's just like searing there and like light is just exploding on my chest. And I was like, ah, fuck. And I actually grabbed my chest like this. I was like, oh, because I just felt like my torso could rip apart. There was so much blue light just blowing out of there. I was like, fuck. So that went on for a while. How many times has that happened to you, Orlando? Uh, (laughs) Every Thursday at 4 p.m. So I'm sitting there going, oh, fuck. So that went on for quite a while. And uh, then I'm... I, I kind of start I start seeing start seeing this um this like this tube right and I'm like looking at it I'm like all right chest is still exploding <laughs> and uh, that becomes a theme throughout all my <laughs> ceremonies <laughs> and so then I start thinking that's a tube I need to go down that tube right so I start trying to go down this tube I'm seeing and like I'm kind of having a hard time I'm like sort of treading space time and then um I see Howard he appears like in my vision and um like whipping a cow, he goes, find it, brother, find it. And I was like, all right, I'm going to find it. And I start going down there. And then ayahuasca starts showing me things to try and scare me off the path. It shows me like 
um, like a giant snake or like a, a bug that's like two inches away from my eyeball or like a, her face. Like she looks like Angelina Jolie, but like it morphs into the, the skull preacher from Beetlejuice or something. <laughs> and I just kept laughing because I'm like, you're not going to fucking scare me. Like you can do anything you want. Yeah. You, know? you, you can show piranhas eating my eyeballs uh, yeah. and I don't I just don't care. And it would like laugh at me like it like it was play, being playful, like it would giggle. And then, and then it would I start going down the tube some more and then it would go. Um, here, how about this? How about this? Does this scare? How about some nausea? And I would go like, no, bitch. And I would like, I could feel the vines like creeping up my chest and I would like prune it back down with my mind. And I would be like, and it would be like, you're not going to get down the tube. And I, would be, I said, you know what? I don't care if I do anything else this entire night. I got all night. I'm getting to the bottom of that fucking tube. You know, I don't care what you say. I'll be here for until morning. I don't care. So I'm, I'm trudging down there. So then I think, oh, I should grow wings. So sensible thing to think, yep. right? Yep. So these wings just rip out of my back. And I start flying down this tube. And then I'm meeting a bit of traction again. And so then I think uh, I see like a bunch of loved ones, like very close to me, appear in front of me. And they all, um, and Howard is among them, and they all go and morph into my wings. My wings become gigantic. And so they're like, their consciousness are in these wings. And I'm like flying and soaring down this tube. A lot of other twists and turns. I finally get to the bottom, and um, that's where. Um, oh, well, at one point, um, a giant eagle comes and looks at me in the face and goes, "You're an eagle." And I was like, "No, I'm not. Get out of my way." And I, start, I keep flying, <laughs> and then the giant eagle head comes back and is like, "You're an eagle." And I was like, "No, I'm not. Out of my way." <laughs> so then I go, "I'm this thing," and like I morph myself into this like beautiful white feathered like beast looking thing, and then the eagle comes back and goes, "No, man, you're an eagle." And I was like, oh, oh, yeah, that like beautiful white feathered beast thing. That's like vanity. That's like spiritual vanity. I'm not that thing. That's like trying to be unique or like like pleasing to the eye. I was like, yeah, I'm an eagle. So whenever I thought that, the eagle head that was looking at me like reverses and goes shunk and like sticks into my third eye. So I have like an eagle's like head coming out of my third eye. And so I'm flying down this tube, right? And... um Oh, and whenever that happened, my, my heart opening exploded again. And I got this crazy wave of energy. And I hear this voice from wherever, infinity, goes, Now you know what fierce love feels like. <laughs> and, and I was just sitting there like, Ugh! You know, and my focus was crazy. That's whenever my crazy, you know, animal eyes that you saw kicked in was because yeah. my focus was like five-dimensional, right? Yeah. So I, uh, I get to the bottom of this tube, and it's like, uh, you're an eagle. You know, you've got the eagle coming out of your, your third eye. You're ready to find something. Yep. And uh, then that's when I see the source. It goes, here's the source. You know, um, there's the source code. Um, and then all the stuff I explained earlier about that. Um, and then I go, um, there's a couple of different little subtleties about that. I was, I was talking to the source. I asked it my purpose, why it was showing me all this and so forth. And it told me that... I'd been outsourced by the source and my function in life was to be a mirror, for, you know, was to where I worked for the source and I should be a mirror so other people can see the source within themselves. And it said, that's how you can be of service is just continue your existence and people will like catch a glimpse of the reflection of their source within you. And it will, you know, basically get them on the path of their own. So I thought, okay, cool. I can do that. Mm -hmm. You know? So then I started thinking like, how can I like move energy and feed it back to the grid? And it goes, blow it out the chimney, right? <laughs> so through my giant heart opening, I start breathing in the energy, taking it up to my eagle third eye, eagle head. And then instead of normally pushing it back out my heart, which I would do in a meditation, I push it out the top of my head. 
and I had never done that before. And I could feel it felt like a, it felt like really if you're constipated and you feel yourself like taking a taking a bad oh, it's kind of gross. You feel like yourself taking a shit, you know. It's kind of like that same weird like sluggy like movement moving through the back of my head and then it just goes shook out the top of my head, right? I was shitting love out of the top of my head. <laughs> just clearing up some gunk. Right. Probably. Well, no, it's it going back into the, co- the the source, right? Yeah. And so um, that went on for a while. I kind of, it goes, <laughs> this is your instrument. Play your instrument. So I was like, all right. So it was like, I was doing work. It was like breathing that in and pushing all this out the source. So, you know, this is a lot. You know, I'm leaving out, of course, a lot of detail for time. And, and it was so um, just mind-blowing and intense that, uh, I felt like tapped out. And I remember saying to Ayahuasca, like, look, I can't, I can't see, I can't think it. I can't, I think you might've told me too much. Like, yeah. I can't remember all this. Like, you know, I, I thank you so much. I can't remember, you know, and I'm afraid I'm going to forget stuff. And he goes, do you want to know more? <laughs> and I was like, well, I mean, yeah, but I mean, I've already, I'm already worried. I'm going to forget what, you know, what I've you already, already been, toned, yeah. been told. And it like, as if the room like was cut in half, it opens like a industrial elevator door goes and then closes. And it was like, like a um, sort of like an Apple screensaver, like the default one, all that, like the little the multicolored light is uh-huh. like that in there. And it was like, are you sure? And I was like, well, fuck it. Let's do it. You know, <laughs> I'm here. Let me see it. So um, I'm sitting there and uh, <laughs> sitting there and I start looking around and like everyone starts looking like they're covered in like a candy shell or something right and i'm like wow okay that's cool uh and i look at one person and it looks like their their body is covered in like like hundreds of gallons of vaseline like some bad matthew barney installation right (laughs) and uh i don't know what that is but i have a fucking great idea he's he's an artist yeah (laughs) um so so uh I'm looking at this person and this like white tube comes out of this pile of Vaseline and it's like waving in front of my face and I'm looking at it and I'm like, I should go in there. And so I've got the Eagle <laughs> Eagle eye comes on. The wings are out. You just, you just see a hole and you want to yeah. go in it, Corey. That's right. No time to waste. <laughs> so I go, I like, go, wait a hole. Yeah. A tube? I'm in, I'm in. Let's, let's go. Let's plunge head so, first. Yeah. Eagle costume on role playing, baby. <laughs> so I go flying in there and there's like all these conduits, like in the shape of diamonds, right? Like geometric conduits. So I'm flying around these conduits and, um, I see this like black stuff around one of the connection points and I start like ripping at it with my, like, my hand looks like an Eagle claw. I'm looking at it. And in real life, I'm actually like scratching my leg like this, like, Ugh. but I feel like I'm scratching this black matter, right? And I feel like I'm pecking at it with my beak. And I'm like tearing this stuff off and throwing it out of this tube. And after I ripped it all off, there's this like red pulpy stuff that was there. It looked like something injured. And it said something to me, like a topic about what that was about. Mm-hmm. And I, then I thought, oh, I should get out of here. So I fly out of there. Um, other interesting thing happened that night. Uh, a lot of interesting. And stuff. so this, and obviously you're you're not mentioning who it is and what the specifics are because you know yeah, it's, protect, private. it's private. Yeah. It's private information. But that's you know that's really seems like what some of the shamanic path would be would be right. like finding these things about people. Oh, what's the sort? What's the root cause right. of this? And then you know seeing if you can energetically or even through words or love or whatever you want to alter that just be like hey you know i see this is hurting let's see if we can fix this totally and it's like allowing 
allowing like them giving them the space to be able to fix it for themselves yeah you know? totally and so uh so a fast forward so that was interesting <laughs> and I, I you know so, so fast don't, so don't show any holes or tubes yeah. Corey, unless you want to fly in there zip right in there <laughs> <laughs> so uh <laughs> in an eagle costume <laughs> so um i told all this to my mom by the way and um she she was kind of paying attention and then laughing afterwards. And she said, whenever I was a little kid, that we went to this this place where there was um, Native Americans selling these Native American. You know, my family's got some Native American, mm-hmm. and they were selling these a bunch of little you know um, figurines and whatnot. And apparently, I was obsessed with and picked this man in the eagle costume, <laughs> and just said I kept it in my room for a long time when I was a little kid, wow. which is kind of a fun cool. connection. So to fast forward to um, the third ceremony. Again, another heart opening at the beginning. It felt like my heart like ripped to the sides of my chest this time. A bunch of other interesting stuff. Um, so I get to the, uh, let's say the fourth ceremony. Now I'm just ready to rock, right? The, I mean, I already was, but man, fourth ceremony, I was so, so ready. I was like, it was like I was going to an amusement park. I was like, okay, let's let's play, you know? Mm-hmm. So I go in there, and this uh, is a, such a stark contrast to where I was. I'm like crawling, <laughs> barely alive to there. Like, Kill me, please don't make me drink it again. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey man, you know it's. I guess it's the 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 uh, the scales. You know, I guess someone's got to have that experience. For you know, it gives, you, gives you what you need, man. I had yeah. I had this experience you're talking about. That was you know my second and third sessions you know well my key is i'll just never do it again so then we'll have the hard i don't know man for you it might be like that every time Uh, i hope so i'll I'll let everybody know (laughs) so so the fourth one i get in there i'm just ready you know and and uh howard goes up to me and he goes um i'm going to show you that less is more and he goes if you pay attention to the teachings you'll be able to see this without drinking anything at all and i was like okay and then while he was down there, I said, hey, you know, um, I just want to thank you for everything. You know, and keep in mind, uh, people listening, that all throughout the days that we're there, all the off days, like we're with Howard, we're talking to him as friends, and also he's sharing his perspective and, you know, um, per- and just awakened mind with us. And his, his time and space, uh, yeah, his, he's one of those guys that has his own time zone when you're around him, you know, yeah. and you're sharing all that. And uh so there's a lot more than just the ceremonies. Um, so I, I said, you know, just thank you so much for for being an amazing mentor during all of this. I said I've I've had maybe one other one in my life, you know, mm-hmm. like this. And um, he laughed and said, "Choose wisely," you know. <laughs> and uh, I just said, you know, I, I don't know what I can do to repay you, but you know, thank you so much. And he said, "The feeling's mutual, right?" And I was like, "That's interesting, right? Cool." So. I go up and there was barely anything in the cup, you know, whenever I went to drink. I drank it and I went and sat down and oh my God, (laughs) you know, 10, 20 minutes, whatever it was, like my, like, okay, so the the previously mentioned chest hole I talked about, if the space, if you had a giant, like say you had a beach ball in your chest and it was your torso and that was like, it was like concrete in the space where the, the, the hole wasn't missing so like below your abdomen up over your shoulders like a like a uh, tank top or something Mm -hmm. that area just like 
melted away like it was like shattering rock and my entire torso from my waist to my neck just exploded into a river of like multicolored lights it was like just gushing it was like if you took a brick out of a dam it was like right so so much so that my entire body was like vibrating i was like i was like trying to breathe i was like because i was just like and um, you're like, quick, I'm vibrating, find yeah, a hole. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Every, everyone hop on. <laughs> so, um, you know, one of the interesting, uh, I saw another animal during that, that which was a serpent. And um, uh, it's a bit, you know, we don't have time for me to go into to about that one, but a lot of interesting good things with the serpent clearing other people's energies and chakra centers with this, like, in command you know with the serpent uh during that which is very interesting Mm -hmm. um but uh apart from the gushing rivers of of love and energy that was coming out of me uh and i could see it was like it was like the shining like where the elevator doors open and the blood comes out but it's like multicolored light and it was like washing inside of the ceremonial maloka just like up the walls everywhere soaking everyone right and uh i started like looking around and i would just like i was looking at people <clears throat> and like when I mentioned this to you about you, is like I was just kind of looking at people during that, and I saw like I looked at you, and I just saw like I started seeing like someone throwing down a bunch of Polaroids, and I was like seeing like Aubrey as a kid, Aubrey like having this experience, him having this, and I was like I wasn't there for these as him <laughs> as a child, like like, and I look at someone else, and I would see these other experience like people I'd never met from the other side of the world, you know, seeing experiences like someone just throwing down a bunch of Polaroids. And um, then I would hear, I heard someone say like, Corey. And I was like, what? And I looked over it, who it was and they didn't really say it, but I heard their voice like in that psychic space. And they like, I looked at him and I look and I'd see this black stuff like around them. And I would just kind of look at it and it would like disappear. Like it would like crumble up and like go away. And I was like, that's interesting. And it kept happening. I'd hear someone else say, Corey, and I, what? And I look over there and I'd see this black stuff and it would just crumble and go away. So then I kind of sat back and um, I started seeing it just coming out of everyone, like these this black, like, st- like I don't know how to describe it, almost like silly putty or something, but a bit more like calcified. And it's like coming, rising up out of people. I, and I was seeing all sorts of crazy shit. I was seeing people's souls rise out of their body and just like float above them and stuff. And I could see like into their, like their lives and things and like, um, like moving this snake like through their bodies and all that stuff. And, I mean, the the seeing the the souls levitate out of the body is, is something that like it's still it actually kind of fucks with me still. Like it's still that's the one image that I'm like I, I almost can't even like process it. <laughs> like the man, river of mandalas is one thing, but like seeing souls lift out of people's bodies and then their history. So I'm sitting there looking at all this stuff, and then I look and I notice that like all of the black stuff is also like there's it's like vanishing. And I look up and I see Howard sitting at the front of the ceremony space and he's kind of just looking left and right slowly and as he's doing that those energies or those that black stuff is like vanishing and i was like oh that's what he's doing up there is he's just tending the garden with no effort just like a pure straight up gangster just like just you know laying it down and then i look at uh, at don rober and he looks like a byzantine painting he's just gold and there's like gold light like his chest is a doorway and there's just like gold light flowing out him. he looks like he's like floating right so then I start feeling this negative force, which was the first time I felt anything really negative in there. But I felt like it was outside of the Maloka and it was like coming up behind me. And um, for, for 
you all who haven't heard before, there's these things called mapachos, which are like, I guess, cigarettes, essentially. But it's just tobacco, you know, natural tobacco rolled and smoked used for Different species purposes. Yeah. That grows down there in Absolutely. South America. Yeah. So they use those a lot, incessantly, during the, during the ceremonies. They light them and they do this thing that they go, which is them moving, you know, energy, clearing is what they would say. Or they'd use it to set an intention and so forth. So... I'm sitting there, it's pitch black, I'm feeling this negative force, and I start going, uh-oh. And I actually kind of got up and looked out the window a little bit to see if I could see anything. And there was nothing out there, but I felt this daunting force coming. And uh, I started thinking, like, uh-oh, I should, <laughs> I should probably try, I gotta try and do something about this. <laughs> so I start breathing in, and I've still got the, the river of energy flowing out of me, but I think I'm gonna try and breathe in something and, and make this thing go away, try and tame this thing that's coming. So as I'm like trying to put the plan together, I like breathe in, and I'm like, all right, here we go, and then Don Robert just like a like a like a um, old west like a cowboy like lights one of the mapachos and goes, and the thing just disappeared. It was like <laughs> it was like Billy the Kid, like bam. Yeah, and I was like, dude, are you kidding me? <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so, um, and then yeah, there's so much more to tell. I saw hundreds of gods. I talked to a bunch of different species of gods that looked like thundercats. You know, nice. um, Thundercat gods. Yeah. I didn't even hear that Pan- story. Yeah, yeah. Well, there was so much on that fourth ceremony. I get, couldn't even start. To Have you written it. it down or anything? What's that? Have you written it down or anything? Um, I did audio diaries of each uh-huh. one, you know, after at the night of, like before I went to bed. So it was all fresh. Nice. Yeah. Apparently my, my folks looked like uh, Panthro. I think Panthro in his name, the, mm-hmm. <laughs> the one, the blue guy from anyway. I dressed up as Tigro one year. Oh, nice! Yeah, nice for sure. It was stellar. We had the full. We had the full cats: Chitara, Lionel, Panthro. Boom, boom. The amazing thing about it, the one of the things, another to get back to the poltergeist stuff that challenges my kind of the scientific materialist part of my mind is, I mentioned those experiences of looking at people, hearing them call my name, or seeing things about their life, and. I kind of casually said, hey, maybe this is just the ayahuasca talking, but it's too <laughs> cool for me not to mention that I saw this and this and this. And people were like, what the fuck? Like I, that ex- I had that experience as a kid and I was thinking about that. Or yeah. I did think about you during the experience. And I wanted you to like, I was asking you to like come over and like, I don't know, like I almost wanted you to sit by me or something during the ceremony. And I was like thinking about you. Um, and those are the people that I heard call my name. You well, know? I know for me, you know, you mentioned all those Polaroids. For some reason, I didn't even mention this in my solo cast because it wasn't that significant for me, but I had this full recounting of my whole childhood and life, and I, I mentioned to you. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all of these old memories, I, I was just basically like looking through my old memory photo album just kind of browsing scanning oh yeah i remember that oh oh i remember that that was that was gone <laughs> like, yeah. this, like i totally forgot about that and i was just going through the whole thing and, and then, it's so creepy like i'm like yeah wasn't that a nice memory <laughs> <laughs> arm on the shoulder like, wait a minute yeah. <laughs> it's like did i invite you to go look at this memory book yeah. or did, did you just come apparently in? <laughs> you opened the door homie uh, yeah i i made the hole yeah yeah and it zipped right in there. <laughs> Well, man, the crotchless eagle costume came flying right in. (laughs) Uh, We're gonna have to get into some more details in the uh, of the Thundercat gods and uh, oh, for sure, some more of that for sure. More to come. Well, Corey, my brother, it's been uh, it's been awesome. Yeah, we had a great time down there. It was Mm -hmm. great, and I was it was great seeing different sides. I think you know both of us. It was really fun being down there and got to see other sides of each other and like the amount of, I mean. Talk about hang, putting your coat up at the door, man. You know, hanging your <laughs> yeah. meat body up at the door and going into the party, and, you know, as a just a you know a 
piece of mandala code and a That's little in a little um, container and you think you're gonna go down there and hide something forget it <laughs> you know like <laughs> like if you i mean yeah, you yeah. can wear clothes to cover your genitals, right. kind of. But that's like the most coverage you're going to get. You yeah. Know, like, period. Everything yeah. else is going to come out. So yeah. it's quite, quite a ritual. And for, for anyone listening, I, I, can't, I can't recommend it enough. I mean, there's a lot of... I mean, <clears throat> some people are more prepared than others, I think. Um, some people are more, you know, however much spiritual work I think you've done. And, and not, you know, phony holy stuff, but real, authentic you know, nuts and bolts, spiritual work you've done, I think um, will have something to do with it, how mm -hmm. clean your castle is. Um, but if you have the, I think if you have the courage to be willing to drink it, then you're ready because that's all it takes is it takes open heart, open mind, and the courage to want to grow and know more. And if you have all of that, then, you know, the cosmic world is yours. It's going to do it smooth like, because <laughs> it's bad, motherfucker. Yes, it is. Corey, my man, you were a bad motherfucker as well. Thank you for stopping by, brother. Um, hit him one more time with your contact info. And oh, yes. We'll wrap uh, this bitch up. Twitter's at Quiet Design, which I'm actually thinking about changing that. So if anyone has any good ideas, let me know. Uh, and then my website is... Heartgape. <laughs> Heart Goatsy. <laughs> Don't Google Goatsy, everybody. <laughs> um, yeah, so C-O-R-Y-Allen, A-L-L-E-N.com. That's the website. So there it is. Don't sleep on Heartgate, Corey. <laughs> well, someone's probably all right. gonna register before me. I do like it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, my brother. Catch up another time soon, man. Yes, sir. I'm gone for a few days, but uh, let's go grab some dinner next week. Let's do it. And to you, my lovelies, thanks for tuning in one more time, and uh, we're back again soon. Peace.